0: You're listening to the Desperation Podcast, a generation in desperate pursuit of God. www.desperationonline.com. Let's pray together. Father, we love you, Jesus. God, we thank you for the opportunity to be disciples of Jesus in 2007. We thank you that we get to live uh, wholehearted and that we've that we've come to the reality, the understanding that you're worth everything. We no longer are lost, but now we're found. And we no longer are lethargic, but now we're passionate. We no longer are uh, giving ourselves to multiple different things, but to one person, to you, God. And you're not a part of our lives, you are our life. You're our everything. And Jesus, we just thank you for that. We thank, I thank you for this tribe. I thank you for the furnace, for my friends, my comrades that have made this decision to follow hard after you, God. We honor you and we love you. And everybody said, "Amen." amen. Well, the snow is falling, it's getting cold, and it's beginning to look a lot like. And for some of you, you think of all kinds of decor and food and some of those things. However, most of you this year, more than you're thinking of snowmen, more than you're thinking of a ham and corn and It's a Wonderful Life playing in the background, more than you're thinking of anything else, most Furnished people about this time are thinking, free, free, I'm free at last. Thank God Almighty I'm free. End of your first semester, you're coming into a new world You're entering into a season of freedom Entering into a whole new world I've already heard some rumblings of some dates That are taking place after the Furnace Banquet Which I am both fearful and semi-excited Time will tell but Each one of you guys inevitably you're going to go back to New Mexico, Kansas, Texas You're going to go back home You're going to go back to where you came from Some of you are from here But you're going to face this dynamic that's going to take place I've been doing the furnace now for This is our seventh Christmas break 01, 02, 03, 04, 05, 06, and now we're headed into our 07th break, and tonight I'm looking at Christmas break, and I'm not going to allow Christmas break to destroy us, I'm going to be offensive as we talk about Christmas break tonight, because I know that what's easy to do is it's easy to go back, it's easy to go back, watch your parents' direct TV, Big screen that you can't afford, but they can. Go back to your old bed that you used to know. Sleep in later than you do now. Eat more than you currently do because you currently have no money. And I I want you to know, I I hope that every single one of you, as you go back, I, I hope that you have a phenomenal time and I hope that you get some good rest. Say, David wants me to rest. And in no way am I... In no way am I attacking real rest tonight. I I like that. I I want you to rest. But at the same time, we've been making some progress together as a team, as a community. We've given ourselves to a few core ideas. We want to live in desperate pursuit of God. We want to spend time with Jesus every day. We've given ourselves to say, all right, we want to pray aggressively. We've been going to multiple prayer meetings a week, crying out to God in, uh, in intercession, believing God to move in our generation. We've consecrate ourselves in the sense that we've decided to live with some values that really our generation isn't living in and you've probably made some progress have you, as you've detached your heart from not only, you know, some worldly things but even not even necessarily bad things but just, just, just stuff that by nature of taking this vow, by nature of having an accountability leader you've made some progress in your own heart, in your own life that We're going to enter into a different world when you go home. And self-government is really a big thing as you go home. Now, most of you guys... This is kind of a new season. I mean, realistically, self-government for a lot of us is kind of a a new thing. I mean, when you were in elementary school, your parents had a schedule for you. You went to elementary school, so your nice little Miss McFarland or whatever her name was provided a schedule for you, and then you had something when you got home, and you you've you've had someone that formed a schedule for you. You went through junior high, you know, parents, and then you had all your classes. Maybe you were in, in in junior high, and high school, you maybe you worked a job. Maybe you played football, you know, whatever it is, but when you're in your parents' house, there's at least some degree of schedule. But now as a college student, you come here and you're in the furnace and all of a sudden you're working a job, you are in the furnace, most of you are all going to school. And so there's all of these time allotments that you in your 168-hour week, without a doubt, You've got it scheduled. There's some degree of schedule. You've got an accountability leader saying, which prayer meetings were you at? You've got a boss that's saying, will you work, you know, the, the, the third shift as a sandwich artist at Subway or whatever it is you do. You've got a teacher that's saying, if you don't attend this amount of classes, you're going to fail. And so you've got other people enforcing this on you. But there's going to be a moment over the next couple of weeks. Where you're sitting at home. And there's no boss, no mom, no dad, no teacher, no David, no accountability leader looking you in the face and saying, here's how I want you to spend your Friday. And I think that legitimate rest is good, but I, I, I want to I make an offensive strike tonight because in, going into our seventh year here, I want to be honest with you and let you know that this is, this, this break, as I've been specifically leading men and Renata leading women over these last number of years this is a pop quiz this is a moment where so many lose their way because the temptation is, is under the banner of relaxation I'm gonna go home and in your head you're thinking it's gonna be great because it's gonna be a relief I'm gonna sleep in I'm gonna hang out I'm gonna watch you know Uh, I'm gonna watch It's a Wonderful Life and Miracle on 34th Street and Home Alone 3 And I'm gonna gonna hang out, I'm gonna sleep in, I'm gonna do nothing But if we're honest, you can only do that for a couple days And you've really kind of got a choice as to how you're gonna actually carry out that time And I'm telling you tonight, that time's important Over the years, I've had so many either didn't come back or came back, and they thought that they were going into strictly a restful season, but under the banner of rest, they accidentally slipped into sloth. They, Because they were unintentional with their break, they slipped into immorality. And it's kind of like you you, you you go for it so strong. I mean, you cut ties with home. You pay the money. You come here and you're like, I'm going to go for this thing. I want to go deep in God. And, and and unintentionally, you can go home and you can, you can lose some of the ground that you've taken. In fact, you can lose a lot of ground. And, and tonight, I'm looking at this break and I'm thinking, I don't want to go into this break and have people, A, not only don't want people to lose ground, but as a community... I want us to actually take ground in this time I mean imagine you having those hours what if instead of going into it with the mentality of hey let's you know chill and whatever will be will be what if you went into it with a plan you can have rest be a part of your plan in fact I think you have to you need to but I want to encourage you guys to go into this and come out stronger I don't want us to come back And have people That are backslidden Now here's what I say what I know when I say backslidden You're thinking of like a, a legalistic Part of salvation I'm not talking about backslidden In terms of your salvation I'm talking about backslidden in terms of Intimacy and urgency in your heart I'm not talking about That you somehow went out you know did drugs and killed your ex-neighbor and all those things I, I, I'm talking about I'm talking about there's a level of the presence of God in your heart there's a there's there's a, a uh, an enjoyment of the word of God because you've been sitting in these prayer meetings because you've chosen to be in accountability you've got a level of consecration where when it comes from when it comes to movies and choices and all those things You've got someone that's, that's asking you questions And there's a, a level of focus And I just know When you go back It's easy to put your guard down You don't spend as much time with God You don't have prayer meetings you Found your old high school sweetheart on accident We're just hanging out I'm just telling you straight up stories, it just happens, you're just hanging out with some guys and thought you'd, you know, watch some movies, play a little uh, Nintendo or something and before you know it, I'm telling you, it is easy to go from just resting to a place of wasting considerable amount of hours and when you begin to go in that direction, it's easy. To end up in a place of sin, facing the question of, where the enemy looks at you and says, told you you couldn't make it, I told you you couldn't do it. And then many either come back filled with shame or give up and never come back. I'm not talking out of, as a theoretician here tonight. I'm talking as a seven-year practitioner. I've watched it happen year after year after year. And the young man of God that was filled with life, that had cut ties, and had was done with pornography, stayed up watching Showtime, made out with the ex-girlfriend, and suddenly they were back, cut ties, and the thing that God was doing in their heart was squelched. And it wasn't, it wasn't that they went back and planned on sinning. It was that they didn't go back with a plan on how they're going to keep their heart alive and how they're going to not engage in anything that would keep them from God. Ephesians chapter 5. I want to just read this for you tonight. Verse 11. Ephesians chapter 5. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them, for it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for it is light that makes everything visible. This is why it is said, Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most, say the most, of every opportunity, because the days are evil. (gasps) Satan is coming to town. Therefore, Just kidding. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. All right? Here's the idea I want you to get. Paul here looking at the church in Ephesus and he says, don't waste any time. Let me read for you how, how this says it in the message. Don't, verse 11, don't waste your time on useless work, mere busy work, the barren pursuits of darkness. Expose these things for the sham that they are It's a scandal when people waste their lives on things on, on things they must do in the darkness where no one will see Rip the cover off those frauds And see how attractive they look in the light of if Christ Wake up from your sleep Climb out of your coffins Christ will show you the light So watch your step, use your head Make the most of every chance you get These are desperate times I love Eugene Peterson just for using the word desperate. These are desperate times. Don't live carelessly, unthinkingly. Make sure you understand what the master wants. I mean, I, I want to read just what John Wesley says about this verse in his commentary. He's one of my heroes. And he said of the phrase redeeming the time, this is John Wesley, verse 16. He says, saving all you can for the best purposes, buying every possible moment Out of the hands of sin and Satan, and out of the hands of sloth, ease, pleasure, worldly business, the more diligently, uh, because the present are evil, days of grossest ignorance, immorality, and profaneness. Friends, I know, I I just, I know what it is to, 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 to go back and to have the enemy have a plan to take you out in other words there's been some progress that God's done in your heart and you're going back to Arkansas or you're going back to Texas or you're going back to Pueblo and there's something that God has done and when you go back to an environment of a group of people where there's not comrades that don't necessarily buy into what you have bought into you go back and the common thing is bowling every night watching movies like crazy you know, sleeping in every day, overeating—you're gonna, you're gonna blink, and you're not—you're not, you're not even gonna mean to, but what, it's like a target on your heart. And you've been coming before God day in and day out And when you say, I'm going to spend time alone with God every day This target gets bigger because God goes, all right You're enlarging your capacity to receive from me Good, Holy Spirit, get him All right, good All right, good moment Then you're in prayer meetings, all right You're crying out, thy kingdom come, thy will be done And you're literally, you're expanding your sensitivity to the, to the, to the presence of God You're opening up your heart Every time you choose righteousness I mean You guys haven't been making out for months. That's good. All right. You're, that's good. And your heart's getting bigger in God. All right. In God, your heart's getting bigger and good things are happening. And you're saying no to the devil. You're killing the devil. That's good. That's good. And when you live that way, you're making progress in God. And the number one thing that the enemy wants to do is come and go. And go, tell you what, under the banner of rest. You don't spend time with God Under the banner of rest You tolerate Just wasted time And before you know it You're placing images In your head of, On rated R movies Or PG-13 movies That there's this little war And under the banner of rest You go, I'll tolerate it You hang out you say some things, cynical, sarcasm. You waste, I'm telling you, waste just a few nights. And I, I know, I know what this is. I've been there. You wake up four or five days later, and it's not that you are engaged in gross, ungodly sin, and you've, you know, abandoned the faith, but you've lost ground. And you've got all this time, you've got these days where these days could be your greatest moment, it could be your greatest asset, but instead, these days, on accident, you wake up, and I'm telling you this as a friend here, you wake up and your heart is kind of cold. There's very little encounter. Proverbs 29, 14 says, where there is no vision, the people Perish. We think of that mostly in terms of our life, you know. If I don't have a vision for my life, I'll perish. No, no, no. I'll tell you this. If you don't have a vision for 3 days, you'll probably perish. And I don't mean perish like die. I don't mean perish like you know, like, you know, go do, you know, cocaine, get drunk and, you know, I'm not talking about I'm talking about a heart that doesn't reach where you've saying you want to be tonight. I'm talking about falling short of us not being on the offensive to go where God's called each one of us as individual lovers of God to go it's just so easy put your guard down hang out and and really you know when you think about the enemy scheme over your life the enemy Isn't necessarily trying to get you to You know Go do this horrendous sin Over this break But the enemy does have a plan over this break It's called lethargy You say yes to just Hanging out with that girl that Isn't the right girl And the target on your heart For literal Demonic activity gets bigger You hang out haven't got to watch movies, so you just stay up, watch some things that, under the banner of rest, are filling your brain with godlessness, and the target gets bigger. Before you know it, you're wading through, wading w a I mean, you're wading like like you would wade through. You're wading through stuff that's hard, a, a, a heart that feels distant from God. Shame, Lies of the enemy I love every single one of you And I'm not saying this because of any other reason But I don't want that for you I just know what it is to deal January after January After January With the young man That had a vision of a life in God The young woman was going for it And it wasn't that they Planned on going into their break And trashing At all. But the enemy had a plan and they didn't. Where there's no vision, the people perish. You need a vision. You need a vision for your break. Sure, we need a vision for every single day, but I'm specifically, I want to look at the enemy this year. And I'm going, not this year. This year, we're going to have a community of people that actually don't just... Maintain But in the absence Of some of the responsibilities What if you take ground What happens if you go in With a plan Your prayer life gets stronger Your fasting life Over the holidays Oh yes I'll never forget one of my buddies It was Just loving Jesus and he He decided to uh do a three-day fast in the college dorm over Thanksgiving break. Three days. The first day, Thanksgiving day, he did no water, no food. He just, he just cried on his bed for God all day long. You say, what a waste. To this day, he calls it his most fav- his favorite Thanksgiving of his life. You look throughout history, people always look at extravagance and go, what a waste. Enjoy the pleasures of the world while you've got it hogwash you've got to, you've got to, we don't we don't look at this world and go we have got to soak the pleasures of this world out opposite we're building for what we're going to be in the millennial kingdom and eternity from now what, who there there is no pleasure in this world compared to the surpassing greatness of not just knowing Christ but who you're going to be in eternity we got we want to we want to we want to do the bible things and believe in that i just have a prayer this year this year What happens if we come back from our break stronger? I just, I'll just tell you a personal story. When I was a sophomore, I I accidentally stumbled into this. I was, uh, God was doing so many things in the fall of that year in my heart. And I knew what it was to go back to my old city because I knew my freshman year. And to hang out with the fellas, which meant mostly watching sports and movies. It meant sleeping in every day It meant uh, mostly, nothing bad. But I remember knowing that if I were to go back and I didn't have a plan, I would lose ground. When I say lose ground, I mean my heart would be drier. I mean, there'd be less aggressive approach. So I was buddies with a, at the time I thought he was really old, about my age now. <laughs> Pastor. And I looked at him and said I want you to ask me these ten questions when I get back from my break. And it was just a little bit of a plan on what movies I was was and wasn't gonna watch. A little bit of a plan on what, who I, you know, what I was going to do you know, in terms of hanging out, what I was going to do in terms of my fasting regimen, what I was going to do in terms of a prayer life, what I was going to do in terms of my God time, what I was going to do in terms of just the basic things. The difference between my freshman year and my sophomore year was massive. My sophomore year, I took ground. My freshman year, I lost ground. It was an accident. I this, I, and I'm just looking at you and I'm saying, let's have a sophomore year. Let's go into this You're 21 years old You're 23 years old And let's come back from this break Without the stories of Well he was there We used to date I just meant to try to help him With his relationship with God In the car Talking till midnight I don't know what happened Familiarity You know what I mean I don't, let's just let's just let's 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 go into let's talk in our accountability groups and let's let's go into this with a plan to not have that happen. Let's go into this. I want to encourage you. Let's to actually fast a day, two days. Who knows? On this break, you go no way, unthinkable. Oh no, I, thinkable. It's, it's it's possible. But what if you go into this with? prayer and fast. What if you have, what if you have a plan? Fellas, I know we're just being the family tonight. This isn't David, this is David looking at the family saying, all right, let's go do this thing right. Fellas, I'm telling you, your temptation is going to be to sit back and waste hour upon hour. There's nothing wrong with movies, football, all that. There is something wrong if God has said, I've, I've given you the word of God the word of God that we'll be studying for a million years I mean we'll be in heaven still finding revelation on how awesome this revealed word of God was the mysteries of the gospel have been given to you I, I, I want to know you is what Jesus says and, you, and we're going we're gonna to say well we're going to spend our entire days sitting back watching sports and movies and, and waste it I want to encourage you to have an offensive plan I want to encourage you, and you come back to have made progress. Jesus said in John seven thirty seven said He says on the last day, on the sorry on the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, "If anyone, anyone, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scriptures have said, streams of living water will flow from within him." Is anyone who's thirsty? Streams of living water. That means activity. The activity of God. That means you can have a heart flowing like a river. You know the interesting thing about if our heart is like a river? Imagine that this is a river, all right? This is a river flowing, all right? What most of us think for Christmas break is that we're going to go in, and because we've been aggressively trying to go deep in God and go upstream, that for a few days, some of you it's a day some of you it's five days, some of you it's like three weeks and the mentality is I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna kick back and I'm just gonna kinda do nothing let me tell you what I have found as a practitioner of dealing with college students who go home with no plan our heart like a river flowing on the inside the nature of it is if you, if you don't take ground you'll lose ground if you don't focus and have an actual plan Holy Spirit reveal yourself to me I'm talking a, a, a prayer plan Fasting plan, I'm not trying to be specific tonight on what that is. You know in your own journey, you've been here for a few months now, you know some of the ways that you've connected with Jesus. Maybe that's getting alone in in a place with nature. Maybe one of your spiritual pathways is, is Starbucks. Maybe it's a mountain. Maybe it's a guitar singing songs to the Lord. I'm not trying to be specific as to what spiritual discipline. I'm talking about a specific, intentional pursuit of God. If you don't have that, you will lose ground. And you'll get done. Some of you will get done and just come back and we'll just have a lot of work to do. We'll have to go back to work. We'll have to be like, all right, let's come before God and let's fast and let's weep. And let's cry out. God forgive us. And that's all right. The one I'm really working on is the one that gets lethargic and the enemy snags them. And they live with so many lies that they think they can't keep going. And they think that radical Christianity is not for them Guess I'll just hang out, marry the girl from high school. (laughs) You can have a heart alive. You can have a heart extravagant, and you can have a heart that flows like a river. I'm not saying, now what I'm not saying is, I'm not saying that, you know, all of the time where we just feel this vivaciousness in God. But I am saying, I am saying, Ezekiel, it says, I prayed it earlier That he'll take your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh Luke 24, after they'd been with Jesus And he'd revealed himself to them in the scriptures They said, did not our hearts burn within us? We can have a heart of flesh and we can have a burning heart Far more often than what we live with We're content to say that the heavens are brass Maybe Jesus isn't really doing much in my life right now And I'm going to just plow through it When in reality We're not aggressively Doing the things he told us to do To have the nearness of God on our lives And I, I'm not saying that we, can, that we walk around and every day Is just like you know Constant euphoric utopia you know You know where I look at John And I look at Dan and they're like ah, la, la, la. You know God is so good and I'm feeling alive And I feel this burning you know I'm not saying that What I I am saying is that there's more available than where most of us live. You know that in your gut. I know that in my gut. And so I want, I, I just want to encourage you as you meet in your accountability groups and as you pray and as you think about this break, I want you to think about a plan. I want you to write it down. And I'm going to ask you to give it to your accountability leader you leave oh david you're so legalistic no i'm desperate for your life i'm desperate for you to have a life in god and not lose ground i'm 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 desperate for what god's called this community of people to be a living remnant an example of wholeheartedness to youth groups and college groups across america and i don't want to lose ground I don't want to lose one intercessor. I believe every time that we have one person that comes back here, takes their cold heart, opens up the Bible, and screams, Jesus! We've taken ground. When we lose one, we lose ground. I want as many people in this tribe praying in January, February, and March as possible. And I want for your own heart, I want your heart fully alive, and I know the things that take it out. And it is not, it is not, Going home and suddenly abandoning the faith. It is not going home and some tragic thing happens, mostly. Here's what it is. Dude, let's watch this. Slow down the fasting regimen. Lie to my accountability leader about what I actually did. And why, why am I living with that crazy furnace tribe anyway? Those guys are so legalistic. I'm into grace. Cinemax, donut, chill. We move into godlessness. <laughs> are you with me? Jude one says that there will be teachers, false teachers, that turn the grace of God into a license for immorality. And I'll tell you what this, Those ideas will pop in your brain every time it means getting up early in the morning, taking the donut out of the mouth and choosing a fasting life, opening up the word of God and saying, God, reveal yourself to me. All of the temptations to just be like whomever it might be that claims Christianity but has no activity in Jesus, is not an active, wholehearted follower. Those, Those thoughts will come through your brain. You'll possess a temptation to give up. Don't give up. Let's come back. Let's look at this. When you finish the furnace, for some of you, years, two years, whatever, uh, it's kind of like you'll stare at all of these things that we hoped got so inside of you that you chose to live that way. This break. Is like a pop quiz to that exam (laughs) This is a moment for you to do well For you to pop quiz a couple weeks 168 hours a week Just like everybody else And rather than losing ground in your heart I want to encourage you to be self-governed Make a plan I don't know what that is for you Maybe it's a time management plan That would be good Could be a fasting plan Some of you, you know, when I'm talking right now, I mean, you know of the boyfriend who is gonna be knocking at your door when you get back. Some of you, you know, you know the temptation. I'm talking about a plan on how that's not going to ensnare you when you return home. My hope is that we'll get back here. We'll have not only not lost ground in our own journey in God, but we as a community will take ground. We'll come back and people will have led people to Christ. People will have prayed. Be little stories going on in accountability groups of fasting on Christmas Eve, no way. Oh yeah, you won't believe, yeah. Be little stories of having little prayer meetings with the old gang that all claims Christianity but yet spends every night watching yet another, yet another Hollywood movie. You know There'll be stories of I was praying I was prayer reading Revel, uh, Romans and, Look this is one of the things that the Lord's speaking to I was reading the biography of So and so I was reading such and such a book I was reading the furnace book Whatever you know I, 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 I was just And the stories that fill this tribe Is God talk and Little emails to each other, little posts on blogs. Here's what God's doing while I'm, you know, eating fruitcake in Wisconsin. You know, whatever it is. Are you with me? Because here's where we want to stand. We want to come before God. And I, I, my prayer is that over the weeks to come, our righteousness gets brighter passion for Jesus gets stronger, and those things have a greater chance of happening if you have a plan. It's God that does it, but you say, Holy Spirit, here's my plan. <laughs> God, go, God, God goes, okay, that's like just taking the target and going, all right, awesome. Have a, there's a greater capacity for you to encounter when your Bible's open rather than when you're, you know, it's 11 a.m., you're still sleeping and saying, oh God, give me a dream. telling you I have a friend that does that just kidding (laughs) just talking from experience telling you there's a greater chance all right what I'd like to do is I want to do something a little bit abnormal tonight and um, I want us to just go ahead and get into our accountability groups and I just want us to talk for a few minutes you can talk you can pray uh, you can do whatever you want to do let's dismiss at 8 o'clock Let me pray for you, Um, uh, but I want you to reflect on these ideas while they're still in your brain. Father, we love you. We wanna be followers of Jesus, wholehearted in 2007. We wanna be people that take your word literally. We wanna be people that put into practice the things that you called us to. We wanna live lives of prayer. We wanna live lives of fasting. We wanna give to the poor. We wanna be holy. We wanna be like Jesus is and was. We want to see the lost saved. We want to be strategic with our time. We want to be strategic with our dollars. And Lord Jesus, we want all that you'll give us. All that you'll swell in the human heart and all that you'll give in our ministries, and our lives. As 19-year-olds and 20-year-olds and 24-year-olds, 25-year-olds with the fullness of God. And we don't want to give up on anything less than that. Amen. You've just heard one of the speakers from Desperation, a ministry of New Life Church in Colorado Springs. For more information on becoming a Desperation intern, attending one of our conferences, or joining the Desperation National Network for Local Churches, visit us at desperationonline.com.